Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Don't say nothing, can you see? Man, that was that was the most brutal national anthem. Second behind Fergie. Third, maybe Carl Lewis that I've heard from Shaka Khan on Sunday that I've ever heard in my life at the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. I'm not sure who that is. Shaka Khan. She is a African-American legend. Some would say a queen. Jamie, would you say a queen for Shaka Khan? Yes. Oh, it's Whitney Houston's aunt. No shit. You don't say. Who gives a shit? She was a big deal in the 80s. Well. She had a lot of hit songs. It's not the 80s anymore, bitch. Well, she's a Chicagoan. Am I saying that? Am I saying that correctly? Chicagoan. The Chicago pizza person. And uh, that was a a lot. Um, I think for me personally, uh, it was more or less the fact that Jennifer Hudson came on before her and sang the Kobe Bryant tribute song. Jennifer Hudson, she's the one that murdered her whole family or some shit? No, her whole family was murdered. But she didn't do it. Correct. There's no suspicion. It was her brother. Her brother is the one that did it? God, that's fucked up. I knew there was something weird about that family. It was, man. I mean, not that the family's weird. That's fucked up, but... Yeah. Uh, So she... When she went up there to sing for, for Kobe, that was one of the greatest live performances by any vocalist I've ever seen. Yeah, but seen. why do you, why do you, man, maybe they need Jay-Z running their shit too because how do you put Shaka Khan as the headliner behind Jennifer Hudson who has got pipes like a motherfucker? Great question. That's so, like, like having Alicia Keys and then having fucking Fergie come on after or some shit. You know what I mean? So what they do is uh, based on the city, now they're trying to tailor it around who is what for that city, right? Shaka Khan is a fucking icon, so they had her do the national anthem only. They didn't ever do a full performance, just the national anthem. She made it a full performance. The other thing that was weird to me is this. Chance the Rapper did the halftime show. Um, I like Chance the Rapper. I didn't like his new album that much, but the first one was a fucking banger. He's a weird guy. Weird guy, but he, he, dude, he gives a lot, a lot of his money back to the Chicago school system, mm-hmm. uh, the public no, schools. No, he's a nice guy. He's Great guy. Shit. Great guy. Um, he sang Ultralight Beam, which is obviously infamous for having Kanye on it. Mm-hmm. Kanye did not perform that song with him. However, Kanye was sitting 10 rows from the stage. I don't know what happened. Uh, Rachel Nichols posted a photo backstage of all the microphones that were in a box getting ready to perform. Mm. One of them said Kanye on it. Mm. I don't know what went down or what was said, uh, but that's one of Chicago's favorite sons, obviously. So the whole theme was Chicago, and uh, they went with Shaka Khan for the opener, which was not uh, not a good one. They should have probably proofed that, maybe workshopped it a little bit. Uh, but that was... You want to talk about somebody making a meal with a fucking national anthem. If you would have put the over-under on that, it probably would have been 508, five minutes and eight seconds. I've never seen anything take that long. Even some of the players were side-eyeing each other of like, okay, yep, nope, that's Shaka Khan. Let's, can we pick it up? Pick up the pace? Her real name is Yvette Stevens, by the way. Goddamn right it is. Um, So I don't know where that dumb name came from. 
Um, I believe it's tribal, Dan. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. We celebrate Kwanzaa in my house. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, I celebrate all the races and ethnicities at my house. I celebrate none of them. I do, but that's just me. That's just me. I want to give, you, give it a, a personal apology, a public apology. It's personal because it's coming from me, but a public apology to Adam Silver. I got it wrong. I said that that All-Star game was going to be fucking dookie in a, in a wet bag, in a wet brown lunch bag, and I, th- I thought the format was dumb. I didn't think capping it at, at, a, at a score was going to do anything. I didn't think anybody was going to care about that shit. And then, sure enough, that was the best f- second half, fourth, fourth quarter I've ever <laughs> seen of an NBA All-Star game. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen uh, we've seen a sudden death type of situation in a game with that much star power since like the twenty sixteen seventeen NBA championship where it was awesome. It came down to the game seven with Kyrie Irving hitting that three to finally give Cleveland the win. There, it just went back and forth the whole time. Um, I was screaming at my TV, man. Like I, I yeah. was all in. There and was like a good, unknowingly, you know. There were there. I believe there were combined about five or six possessions at the end of the game that any one of them could have ended the game yeah which is pretty interesting i don't we've never seen like in basketball you don't see that typically no and if it felt like a game you're playing in the backyard and and the reason why i say unknowingly is my wife had come out and she was just like dude what the fuck are you yelling at like sports season is over that's what Mm -hmm. she calls it sports season and i was like yes i would typically say yes but this is fucking awesome. This mm. is the best basketball I've seen in a long time. I haven't seen LeBron care ever like mm. since he was playing the Warriors in the championship two years ago, Yeah, three years ago. Uh, it was fucking awesome to see. And then, dude, e- even more shocking was how great the slam dunk contest was and the three-point shootout um, was on, uh, on Saturday night. All of them cared. The fucking dunk contest was incredible, dude. Yeah, I feel bad for uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, he's he got robbed. This is the second time. Like, what do you got to do to win if you're him? He had five fifties in a row. Um, and homeboy, by the way, the the guy who won just signed a Puma deal. Yeah. this morning. Puma. I don't know how much money he got. Good for him. He was like a, I think a D League player who got bumped up. So good for him. Aaron Gordon's Aaron Gordon. He's you know got a gajillion dollars yeah. and he's fine. So. Uh, try not to be too pissed off about it, Aaron Gordon, but just know everybody know knows you won. The weird thing is the very first dunk contest that I remember as a kid was Dominique against Jordan, and it was in Chicago, the yeah. same place. Um, that's the very first one I, I remember as a, as a child. And uh, same thing, man. I remember watching that. And granted, you know I'm from Atlanta. I'm a diehard mm-hmm. Hawks fan. I thought Neek got fucked in that. I still do to this day. <clears throat> um, but Gordon got the dunk in this from one. the free throw line. I don't think is all that impressive. It was when Dr. J did it the first time. Yeah. But when Jordan copied it to win, I agree. Like I get it. He can, he's got a lot of hang time, but that's not a skill. That's just, that is what it is. Yeah. Like if there's a, who is that guy? Fuck. Uh, the other guy, the guy who won, he did a, now he did a windmill from virtually the free throw line. And that yeah, was, he impressive. was one step in. That was more impressive than what Jordan did for sure. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think Neek, Neek won that one. I think Aaron Gordon won the other one. Either way, man, they were both really fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't. They, I just the way they handled the judging was weird to me. Don't put a fucking actor up there. I can tell you that. 
No. Don't put a fucking actor up. He, by the way, Chadwick Boseman, every time he has to do Wakanda Forever. He probably dies a little inside. Yes. You can see his soul, pieces of his soul leaving his body. Somebody did a, an article on it like, uh, straight out of Wakanda. And they're like, oh, God. Yeah. Dude, stop with that. That was years ago. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's, I mean, I guess they are going to make another movie. So he's probably going to make another he's gonna make 90 40 million movies. dollars off of that. In his he's career. fine. And I, look, by the way, to anybody that bitches at home of like, these fucking actors won't do shit when they're out. Yes, if you see Chadwick Boseman in the street, make him do the fucking Wakanda Forever. You bought a goddamn ticket. That's the way I look at it. Anybody who fucking screams out, ooh, ooh or fucking St. James Street James, yes, dude, that's why I made that fucking shit. <clears throat> I knew goddamn what was going to happen. I don't feel one bad, one second of, of bad for fucking Chadwick Boseman. Who gives a shit, bro? Well, luckily. You're rich as fuck. For me, my uh, attitude is always the same no matter what, and it's not great. What's that? <laughs> so it's like, even, yeah, if you mean Dan, you're going to get exactly what you hope for. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a dude, I can't remember his name, but he, he runs a meme page and, uh, his, his thing is that if you follow him, he'll roast you in your DMS or some shit. Really? Yeah. I should start doing that. That's I pretty should, funny. I should set up a cameo account and just like, so people can pay me to talk shit directly to them. There, there is people that do that by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, because most of the comments that I get on videos and uh, in reviews and, and on social media in general is like, uh, if I make a comment, they're like, I feel like at the end of that, you like there's an implied fuck face or get fucked at the end of that. Yeah, I like, agree. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I agree. Uh, but yeah, with Chadwick Boseman, uh, hey man, that's your Black Panther. It's rad. Get over it. Um, he did look like he didn't want to be there. Uh, and then, I mean, it is what it is. And then Candace Parker, look, no, no WNBA players dunk on a regular basis. Yeah. How, how would she, what, what's she judging? Don't know her cousin dunking. Like, I don't, I don't know what she's judging in that one. It's fucking strange. I and mean, I, it's uh, kind of funny, but yeah, they should get her out of there. Former players only. That's one of the most, that's one of the more exciting events that happens over the weekend. You can't afford to fuck that one up. No. Um, three point shootout. Is exactly what it should be. God yeah, damn it, Yeah, it's always man. the same. Our and boy it's lost. Always, it's always exciting. Ice Trey. Ice Trey lost, dude. I, I was shocked by that. I think... Uh, Buddy Heald won on that last it, second it, shot. It was great. Out of that whole field, Heald is the one I would have picked just because it's, it's basically a toss-up because we've seen Steph Curry lose. We've seen Clay Thompson lose mm-hmm. in different years, and they're the two best shooters that have ever existed. Yes. It's all about who gets... Who can get the most hot in any individual situation? That that's a weighted average for me. So I would bet on Clay Thompson because he gets hotter than Steph Curry. Like if, yeah. it, if it was one on one, one versus those two, I would bet on Clay. The re- the reason why my money was on Trey Young was to, for the with the ability to shoot anywhere on the court, even half court, right? Mm-hmm. He, and he nailed a half court shot during the game, which was motherfucker. Why didn't you do that the night before? Yeah. Um, I I guess it's, it's it's my guess that he's a guy who puts up a thousand shots a day from all over the everywhere. So I, I would figure he's just used to that of like mm. constantly shooting threes like that <laughs> all day long and night. So it was surprising to see him have such a shitty result. I mean, well, he's a he's also a volume shooter and he's used to shooting with a hand in his face. I bet if you put him and uh, I don't know like a guy who's got very good repeatable technical skills like Devin Booker. If you put them both on the wing from three point and gave him a hundred shots, I bet Devin Booker would wreck Trey every single time. I bet he would. Maybe. Yeah. Dr. Frank is calling me. Ah, he's trying to give me some drugs, some steroids. Uh, Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, 
all things being equal, I would like to see a three point competition with guys who are cons- who who are the most capable of getting the hottest mm-hmm. at any given time. So like Devin Booker, who won it a couple years ago, um, uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry is obviously one of them as well. People like that. That's who I want to see. I don't think Trey's that guy. I think he is a great shooter with a hand in his face, but he's like uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Like if you don't guard him, if you leave him, people used to leave him wide open in the corner on those on, when they were running a triangle offense there in Denver, and he would fucking brick it every single time. But if he's thirty feet out with a hand in his face, he hits a shot. I don't know what it is about those guys. Yeah, but for a three point competition, it's just you. It's you wide the fuck open, and there's no reason you shouldn't make 80% of those shots. Like an, a great NBA player, a great shooter in the NBA should make 80% of their open free throws or open three-pointers. Right. And that's a lot of pressure. Expectation is a lot of pressure. Clay Thompson doesn't give a shit. I don't even know what happens in his brain. I think he just hears circus music. You know, like in old cartoons where yeah. they're like, do-do-do-do-do-do. Like he's got a theme song of his life in his head because all he does is hang out with his dog and his girlfriend and shoot hoops. That's it. That's all he should be he d- doing. He doesn't fucking like go party or he doesn't fucking get like, what movies do you watch? Yeah. yeah. Hang, hang out with my dog. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? But he's got like a very kinesthetic m- mind. So somebody like that can, that, that's why he's capable of getting so hot, I think. Like you, no one's ever been as hot as Clay Thompson has in one quarter. He scored 37 points in a fucking quarter. Yep. Uh, Devin Booker scored like 25 points in a quarter before too. That's why I like guys like that in those competitions because they just, they get in the zone, whatever that means. Like I, I would have liked to have seen Michael Jordan in a three point competition. He was, yeah. he was in one and he didn't win. Um, no, he didn't win. He, I think he got 16 in the last round and got bounced or the second or the semifinal round. Yeah. Um, it was okay. But I, I would just like to see him on a regular basis in it because somebody like that, at some point, they're going to go fucking 30 for 30. Oh, yeah, like They're yeah, going to yeah, score. Yeah. Like, it's Jordan. He looks at Matumbo goes, hey, Matumbo, watch this. Closes his eyes and hits a free throw. Yeah. Like in the middle of a goddamn regular season game. You know what but I mean? he's in it, and he's in the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, something's different about it. Uh, even the skills challenge, man. The skills challenge was fun. They were trying. Uh, overall, it was a gigantic <clears throat> win for the NBA this season. Um, yeah. So- I mean, every every element of it went well. I didn't like the way that the – that the dunk competition was judged. I thought it should have went the other way, but either way, it was still exciting. It was fun to watch. And you can't pin that on, you know, some shitty judges. Uh, I mean, you can pin the loss on them, but yeah. as far as how exciting the, the contest was, like people remember it forever and it is what it is. Uh, whereas NASCAR, to me, took a big loss this weekend. And um, I had said this on last week's show. And some bunch of people, as soon as it started, were like, Man, you're going to have to be forced to talk about NASCAR this week and fuck you, eat your words, and then it gets rained out. Um, so we'll start with Saturday night first and foremost uh, because we we knew this was going to happen. However, we didn't know this driver was going to win. Uh, and what we're talking about is Black Rifle Coffee sponsoring a car with um, uh, Bass Pro. Bass Pro. <laughs> and the driver was uh, Noah Gregson. And <laughs> we knew they were going. We knew they were in it. I, here's what I told Matt: He's a good driver, and there's he's great. It's it's not a shock that they won or anything. Like Bass Pro doesn't fuck around. They spend a lot of money on it's that. Not, team. It's not that. And this is what I told Matt: I go, look, man, there is so many variables, and like you could crash and everything else. I was like, the fact that you guys are sponsoring a car that fucking won, mm. and then you end up on television afterwards because it was him and Evan. I don't know if you saw the live. Feed. No, it was. It, I yeah, I saw all of it, and uh, I didn't see it live, but I saw all the replays and. Uh, 
the thing about being first is you get the most camera time. Yes. And also the thing about first is a lot of the camera time is the dash cam from the number two car. Mm Mm-hmm. And the back bumper of that car said Black Rifle Coffee. So Fox Sports all weekend had Black Rifle Coffee all over it. So it's it was, the best spend yeah. ever. And uh, I will say this. That was the boys. You're incredibly lucky. I don't know how much. I don't know if they're doing that every race or what the, the final verdict's going to be out of mm-hmm. that. But uh, um, I told that. I go, man, <laughs> dude, nobody fucking wins. Because I've had tons of friends. I would say like. 10 to 12 friends with companies and shit yeah. like that get in on some form of race and then the driver gets bashed in I mean, it's 23 like, and it's like out. gambling it's like going to fucking or go it's like go to go bet on horse racing and you win the first time <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah i should do this every time well it's gambling maybe. with uh, thousands and thousands of dollars however it paid off and it was awesome to see now I don't know what the ratings were for for Saturday's race. It was awesome to see because it was our friends, our best friends, obviously, and and you know their company and all that stuff, and it was a blast. Um, but uh, I saw it everywhere on social media <laughs> because obviously we do the show and blah blah blah, right? Um, but then yeah. we get into Sunday, right? So I'm like, all right, I felt good going into Sunday. Um, Trump was there. We knew Trump was there. We knew he was going to come out. Seeing the Air Force One fly over the track yeah. was awesome. Seeing him get in the beast and do the lap around the stadium, like it was hard dicks everywhere. It was it was full. It was that was a full boners worth of America mm-hmm. right there. And I was amped for the race to start. I haven't been amped for a, a, a Daytona 500 to start since Dale Jr. was in it, probably. Um, you know, and even then, I think it was last year. Like I was amped, and it was just like, eh. and then he was out. Um, I would say it's been a good four or five years for me personally. Right? <clears throat> and then you get rained out, mm-hmm. gone, w- wiped out, no race. You stop, start. I think they total they finished about twenty laps on Sunday. They had two rain delays, and then they finally called it late into the evening, and they said, "Hey, hey guys, this is going to be on Monday. Mm-hmm. We work. Most of America works." And uh, boom. Can't I miss half the race? I usually get home around you know six thirty seven, um, hang out with the kids a little bit, had the race on, you know. Then you have the worst fucking crash that I've personally seen. I mean, look, Dale died <clears throat> on that turn into the wall, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't look bad. Last night's, I thought he was fucking dead. Yeah, it's a pretty rough one. I mean, it's uh, all the reports that I'm reading now say that it's not life threatening, but that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't suck. I mean, you could lose a fucking leg and still live, obviously. So I don't know how fucking I don't know how bad this is. He's it's Ryan Newman. Um, he's in serious condition uh, right now. He had another. I mean, th- look if you saw it, it look somebody put the side by side of it today of um, Talladega Nights. With Will Ferrell when he crashed to the mm-hmm. thing. Because he finished fourth, including that crash, yeah. which is even crazier. Um, but it looked like a side-by-side of that where it didn't even look real. And I did not think that there was any way he was surviving this whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, those cars are pretty well put together. Although I did say the first report I, I saw suggested that they... Uh, uh, the roll cage part had been caved in, but I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know like how, how badly or on which side or whatever the fuck. I didn't really, well, what, it's hard I to mean, say. look, he went to the wall and then another car hit him going one fifty, right on his, you know, mm. 
right on the driver's side door. Uh, to me, that looked about as bad as it could possibly get. I don't know what what his injuries are really like or what's going to happen. Mm. And it's like you said, you could lose a leg, and yeah, it's not it's not life threatening, but you could lose your legs, arms. Like we have no fucking idea right now. Yeah. And to me, <laughs> oh man, I, NASCAR it, to make a comeback. You had all the elements on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They got blown. Um, you had a 32% rise in viewership because of Trump. They called it the Trump bump yesterday mm-hmm. or on Sunday. Uh, and then that kind of goes out the window because your, your race gets postponed. And then at the end of it, the very last lap, right up to the finish line, and you had a photo finish, mm-hmm. which was exciting as shit. You have one of the worst crashes I've ever seen. And then even the driver, uh, it was Denny Hamlin who won for the second year in a row. Um, even he was just like, look, man, the trophy in the history of this is amazing, and I'm sure I will party about it and celebrate it. But right mm-hmm. now, I, I just I'm thinking about the driver. Um, I saw them covering up the screens inside the stadium, trying to block the screens because they didn't want the, the yeah. crash showed to too many people. And it was like, man, NASCAR can't catch a break right now. No, and they're not going to do themselves any. I mean, a, a typical NASCAR broadcast is about the most boring thing that I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like even if you're a race fan. Uh, it, no one sits there and watches 500 miles of driving. They used to. Uh, they used to mic. I, I don't know if they still. You know, they mic up the drivers. They still do it, but I wish it's part of it. But it's too. Sports has become whether you want to fucking admit it or whether you like it or not has become reality tele- television. And if you don't have things that are embedded like 30 for 30 that ESPN does really well mm-hmm. or player profiles or or whatever it is that extends throughout the broadcast and piggyback on the broadcast. So not only are people watching that show, oh, I'm going to go find out more about this driver now and I'm going to go watch the second show and that's a whole other round of advertising that they get to do around that. It makes the sport bigger because it's telling human stories, but it also makes you more revenue. It makes sense to me. NASCAR fails every single time to take advantage of any of this shit. If their marketing team knew what they were doing right now, they would be they would be doing a series where they talk to all the other drivers in the league. Because this guy was, uh, let's see, how old is he? 43, 43? Yeah, somewhere in there. I, he looks they, about they it. Would, they would be doing um, interviews with all the other drivers about how they know him, like doing a fucking profile on his upbringing and background and how he got into racing and all that shit and then they would be getting ready to do a comeback story for him like it's it's not it, it seems opportunistic but it, that is your job like it's a it's something that, it's something that no. people want to watch and they yeah. want to know more about ryan newman they want to know more about this guy that fucking they saw get in this horrible wreck and still yeah. coming forth because it's a pretty incredible story and nascar fails every single time to do it it's really disappointing because they have so much uh they have an audience that's captive despite the fact that the product isn't all that great, Yeah, to be honest, and they just fuck it up every single time. It's really frustrating to see that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's tough, but, you know, shit, the NBA just keeps fucking winning, and uh, NASCAR keeps losing, and it, it's, it's, it's sad to see, man, because it, you can get into it, man. I mean, fuck, watching Black Rifle and those guys Saturday, like, it was fucking awesome. You know, I'm screaming at the TV. And it's great, but it's only because I we had friends that were directly connected with it. Um, but you're right. Sitting and watching guys just drive in a circle that are inches apart, like, mm-hmm. 
part of you is rooting for a crash, and then when it happens, <clears> you're not amped about it. Yeah. Um, and then the other part is you're waiting for somebody to flip out, either or on the headset yeah. or something interesting outside of what's happening. Like, yeah. Tony Romo is going to make 15, 14, 15 million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Just to point out small intricacies that are happening that the average fan won't pick up on. That's his, his only job is to watch the game and because of an institutional knowledge to be like, well, here's what just happened there. It's like what John Madden used to try to do, but John Madden was retarded. Right. They're like, oh, boom. Guy throws the ball, he catches it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. That's great. But Tony Romo actually, and, and Aikman to a lesser degree, does this color commentary very well. NASCAR doesn't. They suck at it. They, there's, so, there's so many uh, interesting characters in the racing community, like uh, what's his name, Bubba Watson, Wallace, Bubba Wallace, yeah. the guy that drives Richard Petty's car now. Yeah. Um, he's a funny dude. Uh, he's like 25-year-old black kid that drives NASCAR. That's kind of weird. So there's a lot of different people like him, storylines that they just they don't fucking care, man. It's just it is what it is. It's like, well, this is how it's always been, man. This is NASCAR. Like, no, it's not. It's not. You can change. You can change yeah, the time. You have to change or you're going to fucking die. Yeah, I mean, even, fuck, professional bowling. I told you, they've switched it up, man. They're miking up the players, talking to they them should after be. every shot, like, <laughs> trying to make it exciting. I mean, that's what the X- XFL is doing, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they're talking to the players. That that whole situation this past week with that quarterback and coach, where they interviewed them both separately at halftime, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we our play calling sucks. And the coach is like, oh, yeah? Fuck you, you bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That shit's really funny to me. Um, by the way, speaking of which, we were talking about marketing-wise. You're right, um, by the way. I did a bowling movie maybe 10 years ago. Um, and the PBA was like, man, we've got to change our image. Mm. Uh, what's the script like? What's the, the thing? And I was like, look, it's crass. It's fucking rude, you know, out of control. There's topless women in or whatever. And they were like, great. We, and they, literally his response was, we will do anything to bring eyeballs into this sport. We'll give you anything you need, help you out with anything. And I mean, they were down. That No other sport is like that. And they should be. They should be open to this type of mm-hmm. crazy marketing and all this other shit. But uh, they're not, man. Um, and I don't, I don't know why NASCAR isn't, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe they should just hire uh, Dana White to run NASCAR. It'd be great. Because he knows how to fucking, or, or Vince McMahon, somebody that knows how to fucking cultivate a storyline. Or put him on a five-second delay and let them curse. Yeah. Hey, you motherfucker, cut me off. Like, I mean, yeah. then it would be rad. Uh, shit. Nah, maybe maybe that's something, but it's too probably too family-friendly. They won't do it. Uh, let's get to the sponsors, shall we? MyBookie.com. Promo code DRINKINGBROS. Uh, doubles your deposit. We're getting geared up. We're getting tuned up. March Madness is around the corner. That's when Daddy likes to get his beak wet again. I, I typically sit out a couple weeks here. Um Lick my wounds, if you will. Uh, luckily, I picked the Chiefs this year, but I lost a shitload on Clemson. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to win it all back. I usually, I typically cash out after March Madness or March Madness, <clears throat> um, and then I'll come back in. I'll dip a toe back in for uh, the NBA Finals. So I'm, I'm getting my dick hard for this. We're shit, man. Twelve days away um, from. The most wonderful time of the year. Because even the conference championships are fun. And they're going to be even funner this year because you have no idea who's going to win. And I have a feeling there's going to be some of those shitty teams that sneak in with these conference championships and it's going to fuck everything up. So I'm looking forward to it. Go to my bookie. 
Promo code Drinking Bros. Double your deposit. Get in on it. You're welcome to bet XFL. We do not on this show. And uh, I don't know enough about it to give you a real fucking captain's chance here. Um, Cardell Jones is 2-0. People are making a big deal out of that. Yeah. I will remind you that it is the XFL. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Baylor's 23-1, and but I would, they're not going to win a national title. I don't think so either. And uh, I've, got, I've got my I'm, – I'm already developing my picks. I got them in my stew. I got some outsiders. Um, but I think the uh, – I'm again, I know I said this before, but I'm going, I'm going heavy on the Big Ten Conference this year. That is the fucking brutal, man. Penn State. It's like yeah, I 13, think, dude. I think Penn State's at nine now, actually. Are they really? Yeah. Shit. Penn State's got a good, good shot. It depends on what happens in that conference championship, though. Do they keep tearing each other down? I, look, we talked about this a little bit last week, but – Ohio State was number two in the country. They got once they started a Big Ten schedule, it lost like fucking five out of mm-hmm. seven. Um, they're back into the top twenty-five. Michigan, same same way. Penn State is in there. They're playing Illinois tonight, man. Um, it is fucking tough. I, shit, Maryland, dude. Maryland's number seven in the country. Uh, Purdue and Wisconsin, <clears throat> just people banging each Four other. Four and five there. is San Diego State and Dayton. Whew. <laughs> the Dayton Flyers, my man. Yeah, I don't think that one's going to last. Uh, D- Dayton will usually get a, a nice little sweet 16 run. Uh, who's the other team? San Diego State? Uh, I don't see that happening. They were good in football two years ago. They were. They were good when they had LaDainian Tomlinson, too. Well, that was 80 years ago. Sure was. And that's that's the last time I cared about that school. Uh, next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Oh, what up, Ghostbed? I see you with your 25% off everything in the store sale. You crazy motherfuckers. How are you making money there? How are you making money, dude, when you give 25% off everything? Sheets, pillows, mattresses, adjustable bases. What are you doing, Ghostbed? 25% off? Fucking chaos, dude. That's going all the way through February. Um, I think it's going to March 3rd, actually, because uh, it's a short month of February. This is the leap year, though. Yeah, so it's only one day short. Ooh, leap year. Um, as always, dude, the, they're, that, I wouldn't do this if I were them. Again, how are they fucking making money? Um, I wouldn't do this if I were them, but they are doing it. 36-month pay-as-you-go program, no interest. That is applicable with the 25% off deal. How is that possible? Um, go there. Look, it's the best sheets, pillows, mattresses on the planet. Um, God damn it. I almost wish I was moving so I could buy more of these things right now. Uh, well, you can just, you know, ruin the ones you have. and Yeah, buy new ones. Take a nice uh, hoity deuce on, uh, well, they got a cover, dude. The, the cover blocks out the deuces. We had to get a cover because of the kids. If you got a kids, by the way, get the fucking cover. Uh, next up, we've got, we've got KillClipCBD.com. Best in the biz, man. Um, we had a we had a couple guests. Every guest that comes in is always like, "Yo, man, can I take a can of that?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, for show." How do we get that in the stores? It's not in the stores right now. You got to order it online. Killcuffcbd.com. Uh, promo code Drinking Bros gets you twenty percent off a case, knocks it down to like three eighty a can, and you get free shipping. I think the total because I buy I buy one of these every goddamn month is like fifty bucks, somewhere in there, like fifty fifty eight bucks. Um. And it's 25 milligrams of CBD in each can. You will not test hot. You will not piss hot uh, for any THC, nothing. Kill Cliff is a brand you can trust. Don't go down to your fucking corner store and start <laughs> buying CBD shit. Um, and if you're worried about carbs and sugars, there isn't any. 
it's like 15 calories in this shit. It's the best tasting. It's CBD. I drink it every single night. Um, cannot say enough nice things about KillcliffCBD.com. Uh, promo code DRINKINBROS. 20% off a case. Free shipping. Um, man, best in the biz. That grape is my fucking jam. Uh, breaking news. Drew Brees is going to make another run at it with the Saints. Good idea? As long as his hand is healthy, yeah. I think he's still got a bit. I do too. And he's surrounded by so much talent there. Like the amount of time it would take to bring in a new guy at his level um, would be too long. The talent would expire there. They would be in different places by then. So they may as well ride it out probably two more years, I would say. I I agree with that. Look, I think quarterbacks can last longer than ever. They can, but the replacement value. Like you could probably go find somebody that's in there early to mid 20s that's going to be able to perform at the same level breeze can now in his early 40s mm-hmm. but the, the the time it would take for them to get to know all the players in the playbook would expunge half of that you know productivity off yeah like it would be a year and a half really before they knew everything and could operate at a high level like that so breeze is a re- he's an above replacement level player at this point. So you may as well hang on to him. It doesn't make any sense to move on at this point. Yeah. And look, I, I've been high on Taysom Hill. I fuck. I've never been shy about my love for him. I thought he should have started over Teddy Bridgewater. I understand Teddy Bridgewater went five and oh, um, and, and breezes replacement. I don't know how, um, I don't, I've never believed in Teddy Bridgewater. Anybody who listens to the show knows that for Mm -hmm. sure. Especially saints fans. Christ. I heard that for five weeks in a row. (laughs) And Teddy Bridgewater, motherfucker, was thrown for like 180 yards, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that they're probably going to let Teddy go and leave Taysom Hill in there. And if you're going to learn behind the best, it might as well be Drew Brees. And uh, it's fun, man. It's it's fun to watch. I like Taysom Hill. That motherfucker, he plays special teams, tight end. He throws it occasionally. Lines up in the Wildcat. I love that guy. It's, yeah, it's he's fun like, to watch uh, him what was that dude's name for, from Pittsburgh slash fuck was his name oh um antoine l was it rantoine and l no nope um cordell stewart that's it he had a weird weird head boxy yeah 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 yeah. uh either or i look man if if Taysom hill is your backup i think this solves the other problem too of like usually the guy behind the guy wants to fucking play and is pissed off yeah and um i don't think you're gonna have that here because he Look, Taysom Hill plays all game, uh, just a million different positions, and he gets to learn from Drew Brees. It's a win-win in this stitch to me, and, and I think that the Saints have enough talent. I, I think they should have gone to the Super Bowl this year for Chris Maybe. I don't, I don't think Hill is the uh, their quarterback of the future, though. He's 27 years old. He'll be 29 before he ever gets a start, like because he's the starter in that Maybe, place. and that's the only thing that I, I would worry about, but – you know, again, with these guys playing so much older now because of you can't hit the quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think Tom Brady's going to be fine for uh, for the Forty ers <clears throat> this year. He's not going to go to the Forty ers <laughs> uh, uh-huh. nah, But yeah, chance. Breeze, I'm, I'm with you. I think Breeze is good for two more years. I think the Saints, man, still have a. Sh- I, I still the window is open for them to win the Super Bowl. It's still there. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to be back in it, obviously, every year with with Mahomes. But as far as the NFC goes. Yeah, why not? Breeze can make another run or two. Um, Maybe. I mean, if uh, to be frank, if Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, then Drew Brees has no shot at winning next year. 
because I agree with that defense with, with that defense plus Brady and Kittle. It's a, it's Whew. that's it, man. That's a I mean, wrap. Like it's, It'll be fun to watch. He though. doesn't even really have to perform that much. I mean, Brady's essentially got to go put up about twenty three points a game. Game to management. Win. That's all he has to do. So at that point, if you give Brady that kind of leeway, he can milk the whole game and just score when he wants to, basically. Yeah. Which is something that a lot of people haven't been able to do. I mean, if if that were a common skill, the Chiefs would have just won their second consecutive Super Bowl because if if Mahomes in his youth and 23 years old last year would have known how to uh, manage a game properly, mm-hmm. they would have won the AFC championship, but they didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Andy Reid is a fucking, he just likes to hurl the ball downfield. So wow. no patience. Uh, and then, you know, Brady came back and got him doing what he does. Yeah. But for Breeze, I don't, I don't think they have enough. They have enough offensive talent, but there's no way they can, fucking beat the 49ers in a heads-up game like that with Brady as quarterback. There's no way. I think so. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, a lot of people aren't saying it isn't going to happen at all. I just speaking think it makes of, the most sense. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, I'm, I'm, I keep seeing these different mock drafts, and in almost every one of them, uh, Tua is going to the Lions at number three. Which is the craziest thing in the world to me. Like Matt Stafford is 31. He's got another 10 years probably. So he had a broken back last year. Who cares? That's, that's what I said. I don't give a shit. And I don't know if this is a, a ploy or not um, oh, he's to get somebody yeah. to trade up with them. Could be. Because he, here's the deal. <clears throat> Two isn't playing next year. I, his hip is not going to fucking be there. I, I don't, don't know that he year. is ever a starting quarterback in the NFL. Maybe like, why not. would he be? He's, he's small. He's left-handed. And he uh, uh, doesn't have a lot of arm strength. So what... Like I don't get it. Is he is he going to throw over the average six foot two and a half foot tall defensive lineman in the NFL? Probably not. I'm not on. I'm not on team two. I don't believe in two in the NFL. And uh, I'm with you. If you're the Lions, it's a shitty move. Like I look, Matthew Stafford is fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be real dumb of them. I the mean, problem he, is Tua would Detroit be, has just been shitty for years. Like, like it's if not they Matthew just Stafford's wanna, fault. If they just want to sell tickets, that's one thing. Or I don't. I don't know what their plan is, but uh, Tua. And the NFL is going to be running for his life. It's going to be David Carr all over again. Yeah. If if those of you who don't remember Derek Carr's older brother, the one that got smashed into tiny pieces with the Houston Texans over the first couple of years. Over and over I think again. he went back-to-back years getting sacked 60 times or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then was, that was pretty much the end of his career. Tua is huh. already having knee, ankle, and hip problems. Yeah. And he's fucking 21, 22 years old. He's fucking – there's no goddamn way that he's going to make it in the NFL. Why waste a draft pick on him? That's like uh, (coughs) drafting Baker Mayfield first or that fucking dummy in Arizona like Kyle, uh, Kyle Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray, Give me a break, man. Draft the best player that's available. The only thing that that would make sense to me in this is if, because look, we all know the Miami Dolphins want him at five, right? They want two at five is to make them trade up for the third Knowing that the they fuck could probably does Miami get, have? I mean, they've got a lot of picks for the next couple of years. But. Yeah, yeah. So get a bunch of picks, trade down to the five. Um, because I, who they should, really should be taking, and, and again, this is another thing that doesn't make sense to me. So two days ago, they just said they were going to trade Darius Slay, um, their uh, cornerback, one of the best in the business. And um, to me, at three, they, uh, you should have drafted Jeffrey Okuda. He might still be there at five. So maybe that is the ploy in the long game, but 
Uh, we'll find out. It's the, it's Detroit, so I have no fucking idea at this point. But that's Maybe. the only thing that would make sense to me. If you're going to trade Slay and then trade down and try to get some picks and, and get some more people. But, I mean, dude, if you look at the Lions' offense, they have Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got that. They got Hawkinson, the tight end. I still believe in Carryon Johnson as a, as a running back. You have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Mm. Get a fucking offensive line for him. Um, they got another. They've got two other dope receivers there. Young guys. Um, Marvin Jones. Yes, Marvin Jones Jr. What, what are we doing, dude? What are we doing with this stupid shit? Um, I think you have a pretty decent team, man. <laughs> and I think I like Patricia's coach. I don't think he's that bad. Um, they just need a fucking offensive line for Stafford. So with the two is shit. Like unless they know something we don't know, and, and Stafford is retiring or is permanently broken. I don't know why I do this move. Um, hopefully, it's to, to throw the, the Dolphins off. I'm sure C- Craig Dolesky is watching now on uh, YouTube, I'm sure, and throwing shit at the screen. But, hey, man, that's the only thing that makes sense. Well, they lost their last nine consecutive games. Yeah. That's not a good look. No, no, it's not. Um, but it, it was when Homeboy broke his back, and then the backup quarterback got hurt, too. So they were down to – they drafted some – or they, uh, they started somebody off of a practice squad. Blau. Mm-hmm. Remember that B L O U G H? Mm-hmm. It was right around Thanksgiving that guy started, and holy shit, that's when things got ugly. Yep. Uh, speaking of ugly, this is one of the biggest things that we have to stop in drinking bros sports on Facebook. Which, if you're not a member, join. It's free. It's private. You can talk shit. And only rule is don't be a fucking cunt. Is the Astros stories? Mm-hmm. They're constant. Everybody's posting about the Astros. Well, it's not just. People in the group. I mean, now other now that pitchers and catchers are reported and position players are starting to slowly trickle in. Everybody's getting a microphone shoved in their face, and everyone. Uh, what do you, I, What are your thoughts on this? I, did you see uh, Nick Marcakis today? JD Martinez is the only guy I've heard say anything positive. He's like, I think it's all a bit much. People just need to calm down. Well, yeah, you're on the Red Sox guy, so yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, of course, you want people to calm down. Yeah, Marcakis said everybody needed a beating. Uh, Mike, that, that was the exact words. Needs a fucking beating. Yeah, and that um, Mike, you know they're messing with a lot of people's <laughs> careers, and I agree. Well, Mike Trout was the first person to make that point that there were guys who got demoted because of their performance against the Astros yeah. and like their major league baseball careers are either over or whatever. check you Darvish's mindset these days. Yeah, no shit. Um, so it's like, I get it. I mean, Mike Trout has been the, uh, he's, he's been accused falsely by fucking, what, what is that guy's like a former Astros third baseman's dad or some shit like that. Some kid that's never played baseball a day in his fucking life. Yeah. That doesn't even work for major league baseball's front office was like, Oh yeah, my, I heard my dad say that Mike Trout got a fucking special we reported disposition this on the show. Yeah. 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 And anyway, it all turned out to be bullshit. Like they have to, those, those records go through USADA and all that shit. And they would, it would be a, there would be a record of him getting a special dispensation. I don't know why people think they can just say stuff and, uh, you know, just hope that nobody checks that it's that it's true or not. But anyways, he's been the victim of that shit. Um and you know, anybody that does too well is always it's a little suspect. Yeah. Because you don't know if it's the next Mickey Mantle or if it's like some just some asshole like Ryan Braun taking steroids the whole time. You know? Right, right, right. Um although Mickey Mantle was on amphetamines the entire time he was playing in his career and he took performance enhancing drugs as well so i don't know why everybody's so butthurt about it there was a guy in drinking bros sports <clears> that i'm gonna find um i'm, I'm digging through it now who because i oh look, and bellinger fucking lit everybody up too it was great his was scorched earth i don't think i've heard anybody talk that much shit 
Well, Marquegas said they all needed a fucking beating, which was nice. But um, the the, <laughs> the beauty was uh, Carlos Correa with the fucking tattoo. Oh yeah, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That's in my the life. craziest thing I've <laughs> ever heard. Um, There's a meme. Kurt uh, sent it to me this morning. There's a meme going around. Oh, he's from Long Island. No wonder he's such an asshole. So Carlos um, Correa said, "It's an unfinished tattoo." Hey, I know he didn't cheat. It was an unfinished at tattoo, and that's why I didn't want to rip it off. And then a girl posted a picture of them on a fucking cruise. And like a couple of months earlier. They're all shirtless in July 29th, 2019, mm-hmm. and there was no tattoo. Um, well, that's six months earlier. Yeah, and it's like, dude. Oh, four months. Um, I don't know. Either way, they had already cheated for two years at this point. So, Yeah, and, uh, you know, Trout made the point and a couple of other players. I think Justin Turner from the Dodgers is the one that made this specific point. He said that uh, they've been cheating this whole time. You think that they got away with cheating one World Series and just stopped in 2018? No. no. They kept doing it the they whole time. They tried last year, too. Yeah. They just, they just tried to find different ways to get away with it. So uh, I get some of the other arguments like the Yan- against the Yankees can't talk shit. Yeah, they lost because Houston won, but they lost because they sucked. In those series, to be honest, like they were that losing. a role is Chapman that walk off by Altuve. Was that was bullshit. a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, but the I mean the fact that the Yankees were losing at home has nothing to do with anything that's going on in Houston. True, I, it's and just, they only scored seven runs in the previous series, so it's like that's that's kind of on you, guy. It's that's also me. the mental edge. Like yeah, but they didn't know that at the time. No, no, no. For the Astros, mm-hmm. like if you know you've got home, you know at home you can get pitches and all that other shit. It's kind of like taking steroids. Like whether or not it's actually working. You just feel better about yourself or more positive, and you're like, oh, fuck it. I can do this. Things that you shouldn't be able to think you can do. I think the <clears> mindset <throat> helps with it. The, the fans, though, after I posted this, there's a guy I'm going to shout him out. His name is James Christopher Davis here in Drinking Bros Sports. So after I posted the thing about Carlos Correa, I said on here in my post, I thought the, the whole entire Astros team needs to be banned for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a team, what was it, Man- Manchester City? Yep. Um, they got banned for two years uh, over in uh, Europe. A- English Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it is possible. I, I, the, the tricky part about this now mm. is tickets had already gone on sale, season tickets had already gone on sale, yeah. all that other shit. That's the only negative I, I see about this. Other than that, have the Astros sit out for you. I really well, don't have a seem- fucking problem with it. It seems like, from what I've been hearing and I haven't heard this confirmed, but the disciplinary committee for Major League Baseball gave all the players uh, immunity for their yeah. honest testimony. So there's nothing they could do at this point anyways to players. I, dude, I, wasn't, I wasn't formally aware of that, but there's literally contractually nothing that, the, that Major League Baseball can do to any of the players involved now. No, and Rob Manfred, when he said that it was just a piece of metal, because that's what set uh, Turner off the other day from mm-hmm. the Dodgers, um, that it was just a piece of metal for the fucking... World Series trophy. Yeah, I mean, it's... He was like, fuck you. The way that he's handled it, the commissioner's handled it, the yeah. way the, the entire Astros team and PR department has handled <clears throat> it has been fucking awful. Say what you want about uh, the NBA, whether you're a fan or not, but they have the best commissioners in, in sports, and they have for a very, very long time. The NBA? Yes. Oh, yes. Hands like, down. You never saw... There was one instance... One shitty deal, in my opinion, and it was David Stern blocking that trade of uh, Chris Kobe, Paul to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, or Chris Paul, yeah. To play with yeah, Kobe. that was 
I don't know. I mean, I got that because technically the league owned them at the time. I mean, that was I thought it was still stupid, but whatever. Lakers backed up the truck. I mean, they gave yeah. him a lot of fucking players, and then he they were fine with the trade to you know to New Orleans he, or, or uh, to uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like fuck yeah, off. Weird. Um, no, the I don't I don't know I don't know. Uh, one year is what I say. Sit them there, all out. There you was, can't, but it's that's what I think should have happened. There was a, there was one instance with Mahmoud Abdul Raouf again, which is funny. He made the show twice where he was Boom. Uh, praying, like doing an Islamic prayer during the national anthem. Yeah, but he wasn't sitting down or kneeling or anything like that. He was just doing his thing, and that's fine. Whatever. That's that's as far as it ever got in the NBA. And as soon as Stern and then f- f- uh, after him, Silver found out that the players wanted to get involved in activism and about their communities and shit like that. He made a pathway to do that respectfully. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. That was the very first thing he did. Major League Baseball hasn't really had those issues that much, um, but the NFL fucked it up as bad as you could possibly fuck it up, and you're still seeing repercussions for it now. Like, if somebody honestly... I feel bad for Kaepernick sometimes, and, like, at this point, he's just, like, entrenched in his own ignorance, but when it first started off, he got some some bad advice from some people about how to handle this whole situation. And he was young and stupid. You know what I mean? And he was surrounded by sycophants. Yes, men. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. You should do that. Uh, that are just trying to ride his coattails and his fame and popularity to get their point across. If the NFL had done something like merging vets and players 10 years ago, when all this stuff first started becoming a political issue, then none of this would have ever happened. Kaepernick probably would still be playing. He would be a totally different human being than he is right now. And Goodell has completely failed the NFL and the American public who is so, you know. He's a fucking clown, Goodell. Like the American public loves football so much. The way way they've handled social justice issues uh, and the way they've handled traumatic brain injury, CT and shit like that, is the worst management of a company I've ever seen where the guy just keeps on getting paid. It's it's un, it's un, and they unbelievable. Keep, he keeps uh, up in his he keeps up in his fucking salary every year. So yeah. it's just like and the way the way worst. the way Bud Selig was with the steroid issue, and in the way that fucking Rob Manfred is now with this stuff, the, it is it is one of the most and it's, you can see it in the ticket sales. Yeah, like you, I tell you, whose ticket sales aren't going down? That's the NBA's. They're no. going higher and higher and higher. And it, there's a reason for that. It's because it's an on demand or it's an in demand product. Yeah. Uh, and the NFL is going to keep seeing slip slippages on their broadcasts. NBA is going to keep going up. Major League Baseball is going to keep slipping. And the, the interesting thing to watch for is uh, Major League Baseball's contract is up. and Their TV contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, look, that's where all these motherfuckers are getting paid from. Yeah. So if you'll know the numbers as soon as they come out, and I'll be curious to see what happens. But uh, yeah. this uh, James Christopher Davis here, I want to give you a shout out, uh, not in a positive way. Um he wrote after my Astros rant, he said, you're really jumping on the bandwagon now? How many professional teams have been caught cheating that won their prospective championship that year? And how many of them have been banned? And I thought that was a great question, right? I can't think of any, uh, except for the Patriots maybe during Gate. Did they win that year? Well, they won uh, twice. The other time was the video, videotaping. videotaping yeah. So with that, and, and by the way, the Patriots are still on the hook for some serious videotaping and that mm-hmm. a penalty has not come out yet. I responded and I said, yes, the Patriots as well. Like they're not immune from this either. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, if you're cheating, you're fucking cheating and you're caught. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. 
But here's the mood swings of, a, of an Astros fan. Um, see, see, he goes on to say, you know, um, fuck you guys, then every team needs to be fined and have the same punishment. Astros have paid their fines plus some, so we're even. <laughs> and I go, hey, man, paying their fines is not really, you know, fucking doing it enough justice here. No, the only point of a fine is to, uh, if it hurts. Yeah. So I, I, I would like the idea, actually, I don't necessarily need to see them uh, skip the whole season, but if they were just ineligible for the playoffs, why not? Yeah, exactly. That, that wouldn't hurt. Nuke I mean, them out of the postseason. It would, they, would, they would lose maybe 5% of their annual revenue, something like that. Yeah. And prestige, obviously, but I think that's a fair thing to do. I think saying you, you're not going to the playoffs this year, no matter how well you do. It would be interesting to see what happens because then all their contracts come into play and all that stuff. Yeah. So he goes on to say, Ross, sign stealing to me is a part of baseball because that's been an argument as well. Sign stealing is a part of baseball. It's up to the team to figure out how to change the signs or keep losing. And it's back and forth. They said, it was stealing through a center field camera and you're based on technology at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> and he says, well, look, I mean, you got to always use your assets. Untapped assets are useless. That's not that's not an <laughs> that's not an untapped asset though. That's something that is spelled out very clearly in the rule book that you're not allowed to use technology to steal signs in real time. Yeah, like that's that's a rule. Um, then um, at the end of it, he just said, "Look, man, like he finally had given up because people were just hammering this mm-hmm. guy." And he just said, "Look, here's the shitty thing. I'm an Astros fan. Does it suck that they fucking got caught stealing, mm-hmm. you know, stealing signs and doing all this shit, and that they're fucking cheaters?" Yes, but it didn't make me party any less, and I'm still going to celebrate the yeah. World Series. The problem with it is, if you're not an Astros fan, everyone else in America just looks at this team now and is like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I, for the next 20 years, I'll look at the Astros team and be like, eh, mm. remember those fucking cheaters banging on trash cans? Which is funny because no one, like, Gaylord Perry is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he cheated every day of his entire <laughs> career. <laughs> he uh, was pitching at 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Ryan... I guess if you if you put him in today's game, he would not be nearly as successful because he would get ejected all the time for hitting people on purpose. Like he would a guy would rip one off of him and no matter what the situation was the next time that guy came up, he was getting hit. That's just the way it was because Nolan Ryan was Nolan Ryan, right? Yeah. He knew he knew who he was. Like there's this if you read his uh autobiography, um he tells a story about his uh, – he's, like, pitching in the state high school championships in Texas back in the late 50s, mm-hmm. I think it was, or the, maybe the early 60s. I don't remember. I think um, early 60s. Probably early 60s because yeah. he didn't go to college. Uh, at any rate, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, the first batter that came up, I threw the ball, hit him in the arm and broke his arm. The next guy came up, and I hit him in the head and broke his helmet, and then every batter after that either struck out or walked. Yeah. Because no, everybody was afraid to stay in the box. Nolan Ryan was fucking awesome. Uh, but I mean, if you played that type of game, he would get ejected all the time. So it's you know, Ty Cobb pulled a fucking twenty-two pistol on a guy on an umpire one time. That's great. Um, Babe Ruth, like you, you can say that all those guys didn't cheat, but come on, man, of course they were cheating. Babe they Ruth were doing fucked uh, Sheila Jackson's dad. Uh, I don't know about that. Don't know yeah. that. But I mean, so I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, there was there was one monster number here uh, that is in the gambling world right now. 83 and a half is the over under for hit by pitch. Never fucking gamble on something that the fucking league can shut down like that, by the way. 
if the league comes out and just says, hey, umpires, this is happening too much, we're yeah. going to fucking do a preemptive warning before every game. Hey, you can't throw with the Astros batters, and that kills the whole thing, and you lose your fucking money. If you, so I would let, bet the under for that reason because if it gets out of control, you. I'm with you. they're going to absolutely put the kibosh on that. I'm with you. Um, but let me ask you this. If that's what ends up happening, right, and they come, come out and put the kibosh on that mm-hmm. and they, they treat the Astros with kid gloves, then everybody's going to bitch about that as well. I, there's, they're, they're in a no-win situation this year, Major League Baseball is. Unless Mike Trout gets in the World Series and <clears throat> has the greatest World Series of all time. Uh, or the Yankees win, you know. If it's Yankees-Cubs or something. Like, I don't think that would work at this point. It's got to be something bigger. <sighs> like the Cubs aren't big enough. I think they, they had a lot of – there was a lot of love for the Cubs, one, before they won, and two, for people our age because we grew up watching them on WGN. Yeah. Like if you were a baseball fan and you didn't live in a big city, your options were the Braves and the Cubs, sometimes the Yankees, and then whatever was on on yeah, Sundays. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you're either you – know, that, that's why there's so many Braves and Cubs fans out there um, that have no like causal or geographic connection to the area. Right. But like my brother is a huge Cubs fan because that's who he – I grew up watching the Braves and he grew up watching the Cubs. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> I don't think that would even do it. Something, something crazy like a home run chase, which isn't going to happen because – No. There's just not – there's nobody in the league that can crush like that anymore. No. Um, I – Trout could, I maybe, guess. Maybe, maybe Bellinger. I mean, he's still kind of figuring out who he is as a batter, and he had 47 last year. But if he puts a little meat on those bones, he might be able to. Well, but. he's – I mean, power hitters typically get more powerful as time goes on. Like, you could expect Ronald Acuna to, to get in the mid mm-hmm. mid to high 40s this year. Yeah. He, he's probably going to be a 40-40 guy this year if they let him run, but I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't let him steal bases because uh, what's the point? Yeah. It's like too, there's too great a chance for injury, and stolen bases don't weigh that highly. In a fucking in in a like uh, a data driven game of baseball, it doesn't make that big of a difference. I was pissed today, like of uh, Josh Donaldson. Um, I thought he was big for that clubhouse. I was pissed off uh, for the clubhouse and his defense. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. They great year offensively. They still have options. I, they're probably going to platoon Johan Camargo and Austin Riley at third base to start the season. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, Austin Riley's supposed to be the next Chipper Jones for the Braves. Riley. Uh, He's got some problems with high fastballs. Did he? he does. We'll see what he did in the offseason. Yeah. But he's got a good swing. I mean, he came up and fucking lit it up, lit the world on fire. He just kind of got exposed a little bit, and this is his sophomore year. If he comes back having learned what he was fucked up with before, because it's his bat speed is very good. Yeah. So that problem, that's not a, that's not a, he has wrist strength and bat speed. That's like the number one and two thing other than eyesight for a hitter. If you can make adjustments, he'll be fine. I'm more worried about uh, their pitching staff, to be honest, and what happens there. Like they've uh, – Tehran's not there anymore. Not that he's lit the world up, but he's been a consistent – He's been consistent, yeah. 3.5, 3.8 ERA guy See for years Felix now. See if Felix can do anything. No, he's not going to make – he won't <laughs> even make the big league club. Maybe. You never know. No way. Uh, last but not least, before we get to your questions, because as always, we are live on YouTube. Subscribe to Drinking Bros Podcast on YouTube. Uh, all the sports shows are live. I want to ask you, because this, this, is, this is something I am betting on uh, this weekend, and I'm betting heavily on it. Uh, the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight. Mm-hmm. Who you got? I don't know, man. I am going yard on, uh, on Tyson Fury, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I let think, it stretch. I don't. I don't think uh, 
I just rewatched that first fight the other night. I think that Fury is probably, if he wins, he's probably going to retire. So that, that makes me want to bet on him. He's got three fights left. And he's under contract with ESPN for three more fights. Mm. So even only have to satisfy two of them after this, this would give him a belt at every level that he's ever fought at, which would tie him with Muhammad Ali, every single fucking belt. I rewatched that Wilder fight the other night, man. I think Fury is going to be a little more patient. I know he got caught with that fucking huge shot at the end, but um, and I think I think he's going to figure him out. I think he's a smart guy, and I'm going fucking yard on uh, on Tyson Fury. <clears throat> it's just me personally. Now, what do I want to see as a fan? I want to see Wilder knock him the fuck out, and that would be awesome. Um, but I just I have a weird feeling about this. I watched his press conference yesterday. And I, I just, this is all my American dollars are on, on this one are going on, uh, on Fury this mm-hmm. weekend. So uh, that's, that's where my, I'm at. Well, there's a, there's a rematch clause on this fight for a trilogy. It'd be great. It'd so, be great if there was. I enjoyed the first one. If Fury wins. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna, I'll buy this on pay-per-view. I think, I think I have to get it on DAZN. <clears throat> is they, it DAZN this weekend? Is that what it is? DAZN, yeah. Ugh. So, I think. I'll have to get that on the zone. I'm going to watch that fight, and I'm going to bet the shit out of it. So I'm amped about that. Um, we we finally have a, a really great heavyweight uh, match that I'm looking forward to. The, hopefully the winner fights Joshua, and we can uh, call it a day here and try to figure out who the, who the best really is. Well, but, I, think, um, I think Wilder has to win for that to happen because, there's a re- like I said, there's a rematch clause mm-hmm. in this. So if Wilder goes 2-0 and against Fury, then it'll be inconsequential, I suppose. But Yeah. Uh, Hey, look, if it's a great fight, I'm down for a trilogy. I, I would still, I mean, look, Triple it, G, Canelo, I'd still like to see a third fight I would, out of those guys. I would but. bet on Fury because I think Fury and Wilder are probably both good businessmen. And this, are you taking Wilder? No. I would say Fury will probably win because they want, they like if I'm Wilder, I'm 34. I've been in 40-plus fights at this point, most of them. But he's still undefeated. Mm, he's won no contest, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, 41 of his 42 decisions have been knockouts. Um, if I'm him, I'm like, all right, I'm in that age where if I can get a string of four or five super high-paying mm-hmm. fights, I can be done and walk away from this shit before my brain turns into fucking jello. Yeah, He will make more money losing to Fury and then beating him the next time than he would if he came out and knocked him out in 10 seconds in this I agree. fight. Like, he will probably make... I don't know, $100 million if they go to, to, if they do two more fights, we yeah. might guess. Yeah. Um, and he's not an idiot. He's, he's not one of those guys that spends all of his money like a retard all the time. Yeah. Like certain yeah, yeah, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Mayweather. Yeah. Um, so if I was a betting man and I am, uh, I would probably put all of my money on Tyson Fury to win this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to as soon as the show ends. Um, I just don't think it'll be a knockout. I think it'll be a fucking... I don't either. I think it'll be a decision. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Although, is this a title fight? It is. So it's 15 rounds? Yeah. Uh, 12, I think it is Title now. fights are typically 15, I think. And a standard Back fight is 12. Back in the day, they used to be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now they lowered it. Everything is fucking lower. It's either 12 or 10 now. Um but uh, yeah, back in the day, it was 15. Uh, let's get to your questions. Uh, Franco Melendez might be the year that Gonzaga makes a run. Man, it's funny. Everyone says that every year. Everybody always says that. And we, we, shit. we host a, uh, a huge tournament pool. It's for free. You want to sign jersey. Um, I can say who it is now. Um, I, I, I talked to my peeps. Uh, we are offering a signed 
Dennis Rodman jersey. Oh boy, is he gonna for the winner of Drinking Bros Sports uh, March Madness brackets? It's free, so all you have to do is uh, go to Facebook, man, and uh, sign up for Drinking Bros Sports on Facebook. Dennis Rodman signed jersey this year. We had a Christian Leitner one last year. The guy who won <clears> last <throat> year had never even played a bracket. That's that was the, that's yeah. the beauty of this. You can um, just sign up and, and fucking win cool shit. I think uh, that that could really come in handy. If you end up going to North Korea or anything like that. Yeah. It's so like, you get stuck in North Korea and you get a signed Dennis Rodman shirt. Um, yeah, you could definitely. Fucking dope as you shit. Could, you could barter your way out of trouble with that. Yeah, probably. you could. Uh, so that's the, that's the prize this year. Um, and every year somebody picks Gonzaga. And look, rightfully so. Gonzaga is always ranked in the top 10. Um, problem is they're good for two games and then they shit the bed. Because mm-hmm. they don't play enough competition in their, their league. So it's like, you know, they, you start to get against the big 10s of the world and you're fucked. And these type of tournaments, um, you know, there's always a Michigan State or a fuck, even Kentucky. It, it comes down to coaches. Coach mm-hmm. K is going to be in there. You know, Kansas is going to be in there. You know, uh, Duke. And I would say probably a Michigan. Michigan State always does it with Izzo somehow, no matter what their record is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I feel the same way about Gonzaga, unfortunately. And I'm sorry. Ruben Schneider. Tony Gwynn played baseball and basketball at San Diego State. He did, and he was awesome. And he was one of the greatest hitters of all time and a great dude. However, that was in the 70s. So. That was in the and 80s and R- 90s. RIP. Well, when he was in college, he was in the 70s. I think he was drafted by the Padres in, I want to say, 80. I think 80, he played in 80 I think or I think 81. Was, I think it was 83. Um, but either way, Tony Gwynn was great. That was a very, very long time ago. Uh, Cody Foister said LT played for TCU. Who am I thinking of then? God damn it. Was it Marshall Falk? Who was the running back for uh, – thank you, Cody. Uh, yeah, I think it is Marshall Falk, actually. Yes, it is, right? It's one of those fuckers. They were both the greatest fucking fantasy football running backs of all time. So um, I'm going to go with Marshall Falk then. I think I was, I think I was incorrect in that statement. What year would that have been? Uh, 2000, maybe. Running 99-ish. Um, Just look at Marshall Falk College. I'll give you the answer. I'm looking at all their yeah, it was Marshall Falk in 1994. Yes, so I was wrong. Uh, both, by, by the way, because I'm, I'm a fantasy junkie, Marshall Falk and LT, I always get confused. Both of them caught the ball, ran the ball great, and they both scored 1,000 points. And mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, if, if you didn't get the first pick in your draft back then, you were screwed. Um, but those guys were fucking legends. Um, it was great. Uh, Ruben Schneider says, we hold you to a higher standard. You should, Ruben, and I appreciate that. I really do. Um, Dan Aguilera. Huh, like Christina. Christina Aguilera. Melvin Gordon said he thinks Rivers is going to the Colts. Whew, I have not heard that. I actually really like that take, though. Shit. The Colts are not that far away. No, that wouldn't be a bad move for either team. Man, I have not heard that. You know Fuck, man, we're uh, we're gonna we're in conversations right now to get the Colts GM on the show, uh, so we'll ask him. Um, we should right get now. Jim Irsay on the show and do cocaine with him. Great, great. Put a fucking stripper down, eat sushi off her, an Asian Why not? Asian stripper, and then do some coke off her. Be great. Franco Melinda says Dan shouldn't Antonacumpo and Middleton playing more in the playoffs counteract the lack of scoring from a secondary unit? Um, no. And here's why. Anadokounmpo averages about uh, 27 points per game in the regular season, and he averages 25 points per game in the postseason. 
Oh, the end. The end. That does happen, though. Your 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 line of thinking is right. So he he's he will play more, and his usage rate will typically go up in the playoffs. But his efficiency goes way down. Him personally, no. I don't know about Middleton. I can look actually. Uh, while you're looking up at that, uh, Richard Dinoff, one of our faves. What up, Richard? Um, he says, "What has Dan got in that pipe, dude?" Oh, it's weed. It ain't tobacco. <laughs> it ain't tobacco, kids. It's called medicine, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Middleton does score a little bit more. In one of his playoff runs, he scored a little bit more than usual, but for the most part, he also underperforms yeah. by about three points per game. So n- the answer to your question, my man, is no, not from those two. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, Steph Curry, for example, has historically scored less points in the playoffs than he does in regular season games mostly because they need him to score less Mm -hmm. like playoff games are more heavily contested defensively typically so maybe you're onto something if if he's holding close to his averages in a more competitive defensive environment maybe that mean means something more i don't know i don't i would have to look at what his usage rate and effective shooting percentage and shit like that is and we're not doing that right now no no, definitely not. Chris Beerworth, uh, Miami needs a new front office and an O-line. I agree. Miami needs a new everything. They everything. Need, they need to blow up the team, murder Dan Marino, everything. The only thing that they're doing right there is the cheerleaders <laughs> uh, in Miami. Um, I can promise you that. Uh, Sean Thomas, Miami won't trade up for Tua. They suddenly have a hard-on for Herbert. And, and I, you know what's funny, man? I've heard, I also heard that today. That's fine with me. I, I would rather, I'd rather have Herbert than Tua. Yeah, I would rather have anybody in this fucking draft that's a top 25 <laughs> or 30 draft pick than Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, not, I, says, I, you, can't, you can't fucking... After the last three years of Kyler Murray and, and Baker Mayfield, there's no way you should be able to keep your... If you come out and take Tua in a top, with a top five pick, I feel like you should immediately be fired from your job. Yeah, crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, Ruben Schneider says uh, J.D. Martinez will be traded this year. Boston's going to clean house. He might, man. Oh, he's, his days are numbered there for they've sure. They've been fucking cleaning house yeah. the whole goddamn offseason. They, they want to start over. There's no point in keeping him. I see him probably going. It depends on how the season progresses, but I could see him going to the diamond, back to the Diamondbacks uh, because they spent yep. some money in the offseason to try to shore up their team a little bit. I could see uh, some of these teams that have been competitive throughout the years, like Minnesota, they don't, there's no way because they don't have the money. There's only a couple of teams he could really go to. L.A. is one of them. Arizona is one of them. Uh, maybe the Angels, if they wanted to fucking get rid of Justin Upton and bring in J.D. Martinez and let that Justin Upton contract expire, they'd have to pay the difference in salary. Plus, they would have to pay all of Upton's salary. But that'd be a good pickup for them, and it would be a good place for for jd martinez to be I, I, I just don't see how he can stay in boston it, it's a waste of money for them to keep him with jd martinez though i think he's got to stay in the american league to dh um i don't i don't know that he's going to be an everyday player in the, in maybe I, I i don't know if i agree with that just because his like his yeah his defensive uh how old is he now he's got to be it's like 34 i think yeah hold on let me look my um, guess was 34 he's 32 Huh? Uh, he hits 300 and he hits 30 to 40 home runs a year. I don't think he could play defense badly enough to overcome that, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, let's see. You can look, actually. Let's see what his fucking wins above replacement is on the defensive side. That's why I like uh, uh, baseballreference.com. By the way, that's Bill James. For those of you who don't know, Bill James, bitch. Bill James is the guy that started the whole Moneyball era 
like data driven statistical analysis mm-hmm. of, of baseball. It's where Billy Bean's whole program came from. Is this guy named Bill James? If you're not familiar with him, you should go read his books. They're very very brilliant. Uh, but he may have missed some things. Uh, Dan says, I think the Astros should have had to miss the, at least the playoffs. Period. The commissioner. Uh, made it sound like he didn't want to fight with the players' union, um, but ninety percent of the players are pissed about this in the league. I well, agree. I wonder if you could interpret uh, if you could interpret uh, the team being ineligible for the playoffs as a punitive action against the players. Like, could he still do that at this point after offering them personally immunity? Because that would be more about the franchise than the players themselves. Man, I don't know. I, I, it's a, it's just a fucking mess, man. Um, Franco Melendez, Ross, what do you get in that Dixie cup? You know what? I've got, uh, there's a sponsor that is possibly testing out and drinking bro right now. It's, it is screwball whiskey. It is a peanut butter whiskey. For those of you who have not had this, I was not familiar with this. It was in the office today. Um, it really does taste like liquid peanut butter. And I think if you're a chick, it would be red. I do not know what you guys will think about it, but, uh, it is currently a housewife craze i've seen it posted on social media a bunch from housewives and uh you know it's pretty goddamn tasty if you like peanut butter it is it is literally liquid peanut butter so congratulations screwball i hope they sign on with bro because that'd be a pretty dope sponsor um let's see do you think the heat can make the deep playoff run this is thomas lasky uh yes i do actually um the east itself I think it's open. Like I think besides uh, besides the Bucks and the Celtics, I think the rest of it is open. And yeah, man, I could see the I could see the Heat going to the snaking <laughs> their way to the conference finals or you know the, the second round at least. Like yeah, I, I think the Heat can. And look, Jimmy Butler seems to have, have found his home there. So um, fuck, good for him. Um, we know why Jimmy Butler's at home in Miami. But that is for another show and maybe once he's retired. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're fourth right now, so they would have to go. I mean, if the season ended today, they would be playing the 76ers, which is not a great matchup for anybody Oof, involved. Are they, are they five? Yeah, it's five? All, the, the standings are super weird right now. Just if you go down the list, Bucks and Raptors at the top, not very weird. Celtics at three, that's not very weird. The Heat at four, honestly, that's fine too. But the fact that the 76ers are, you know, 12 and a half games off the, the lead – is less than what we expected from them. Uh, the Pacers, I think, are out kicking their coverage. They're they're sixth and I o- did too. Oladipo's got a lot of heart. Man. He's he's only been back for like nine nine games, and he's not played all that. I mean, he's played well and and limited, but he's not made that huge of an impact yet. So that's interesting that they're that far ahead. Um, and then you have both Brooklyn and Orlando in the seven and eight spots who have a negative. Uh, points for and allowed ratio on the season. So just inconsistency, right? They win big and then they lose big. Yeah. Or they win big and then they lose bigger, I suppose, is the way to put that. But somebody wrote in and said, crazy how many, fran- it was uh, Franco Melendez, crazy how many franchises gave up on Jimmy Butt Stuff Butler. Is there something you'd know that I, that we should be made aware of? You're talking about Franco? Uh, yes, Franco Melendez. Are you saying that Jimmy Butler's possibly a homosexual man uh yeah he's gay um i can't confirm or deny that i mean i've not personally had sex with him but 
No. From what I understand, he's a gay man, which is fine. That's sad. I was actually talking to someone the other day about uh, about uh, Aaron Hernandez and how that situation, because uh, she had just watched the documentary, that situation's super fucked up, but uh, one of the more fucked up parts about it is that his his main male role model was this macho dude that would have disowned him if he was gay. And then he got traumatic brain injury after that. And right. it's just like everything was fucking wild yeah. as shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like you couldn't, they should have swept it all under the rug and just made a TV show out of it. It would have gone for five seasons. Yeah. Like, honestly, just like a fictionalized version of his life, like his upbringing to like being a recruit. It would be like a very dark version of the show Ballers, basically. Yeah, it'd be like a, a fucking dark after school special. It would be like Ballers slash Dexter. Uh, by the way, I miss after school specials. Would you watch a TV show like that where it's like a fucking D one college athlete, but he's got a dark side and nobody knows about it? Yeah, and every yeah, everybody is trying to help him hide it because they know what his value is. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it would be the two thousand eight Florida Gators, basically. Yeah, yeah just yeah, turn yeah. that into a television show, and you ha- you've got the Tim Tebow, Tebow character. Be great. You got the super Jesus freak character, and then you have all these people that are enabling this literal murder. Yeah, I would watch that. So Hollywood, your move. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, by the way, the 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 fucking Jimmy Butler thing, we heard from someone else, a reliable source. But yeah, I mean, I I that's the sad part. I just wish people could be gay if they want to be gay. Man, life is too fucking short and painful as it is. You know, everybody you know is gonna get sick and die, or you're gonna die. One, yeah. of the, one of those yeah, two yeah. things is going to happen, and then uh, life is is impermanent, and it's 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 trying a lot of the time, and having to go through it with an extra weight of trying to hide who you are as a human being is fucked up. It's crazy, and That's it's crazy. sad for. I feel bad for that guy if indeed he is a homo. If he is, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. I hope he is. I hope he's lighting it up down there. It's crushing it. It's I mean, it's Miami, Miami, dude. That's <clears throat> it's, it's the best time ever if you're a gay man. It's great, uh, especially if you're in Doug. Cubans or whatever. Cubanos. Sign up for uh, Drinking Bros Sports on Facebook. You can see all of our live bets there. I will be betting the shit out of this after the show ends. By the um, way, I still think there's a chance Tyson that the Braves Fury. try to get uh, Chris Bryant from the Cubs. I'd love to see it. I would love to I just don't think it. it's going to happen until the dead. Like, the Cubs are super butthurt about how his arbitration process went. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Pete Rose had a good point on that, too. Is like, Chris, you're not going to get what you think you're going to get there, buddy. No. And even if you do, it like ruins your fucking standing with the team for the I, rest of the I'd like to time. see it. A change of scenery could be good for him. Uh, and Atlanta would be yeah. great for us. So Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would be great in Atlanta. Atlanta's a good place to play baseball, too. Like, you know that team is going to be competitive for the next 10 years because two of the best players in Major League Baseball are signed to 10-year contracts, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. If I was a young player, I would be trying to get on the Braves. Fucking awesome. It'd be fucking be awesome. Honest. Uh, subscribe to our, our YouTube uh, podcast page and rate us on iTunes, by the way. I know we never solicit ratings on iTunes, but uh, the advertising agencies give a shit. So go to iTunes and give us fives. Just write a nice little comment uh, about Dan's beard or myself, whatever you feel like writing. Uh, for D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone.